Blog Talk Radio.
on the news there were a lot of his children that were killed like real fucked up shit happened to them really free From times of lore, ancients believed gold aided in prolonged lifespans and cured many diseases. It is proven to enhance mental astuteness and sharpen intuition. Gold aids in optimal bodily function and increases electrical conductivity and cellular electrical impulses. Gold can balance energy fields and is beneficial for opening and balancing the crown, heart chakra, and the third eye. One of the main benefits from an active third eye, or pineal gland, is the ability to have lucid dreams. This elixir of life is now available in two ounces for an amazing low price of $49.99. Our bodies are our temples.
That's right. We ready to get this party started. I know I got vagina power in the line. 404, your mic is wide open. Vagina power. Kaya, you told me that we got, what, double pussy power in here tonight? Triple? We got church. You better ask somebody. I'm trying to tell you. I mean, like, (laughs) they ain't ready. Double barrel. (laughs) You Double know, we got barrel. some dynamos and tea pussy in here tonight that I want to hear about. You said some preachers talk about tantric sex and fucking or lack of fucking in the church. Well, you know there's some fucking going on in the church, but they don't want to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to talk about it. They want to act like it ain't going on. So what I found for you, you know what I'm saying, because I know you know on this show we got to make sure all the pussies is sweet. You know what I'm saying? And I like sweet pussy. You know what I'm saying? So... The Vagina Power is doubled up tonight because we got a special guest tonight, a former evangelist who ain't ashamed to tell it. What do you think about that? I think it's one of you know, my mother's a preacher, uh, an evangelist, as a matter of fact. I grew up what? in the church around preachers. What? All the controversy, sex, pussy, dick, I saw all of that. Grew up around that stuff and the denial that sex went on in the church and the sneaking and the shame around it and the freaking, yep. <sighs> Lord have mercy. Well, I know you ain't got. I, I know you can't stay long. You got that. You got that VP uh, hair products growing like crazy. We we gonna talk about that right before you leave. But right now, let's go ahead and bring in our special guest tonight, Evangelist Dion. What's up, baby? <laughs> hey, baby. How are you? Lovely, lovely. Dion, meet Alexis K. Tyler and Alexis, meet Dion. Greetings, hey. Alexis. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. I am feeling quite luscious on this full moon, so it's a good night. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. I've heard some very interesting, very powerful (laughs) things about you. Um, Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. I think that was that her picture, Kaya, that you had on the post you put on my Facebook page? You know this, man. <laughs> I'm feeling all the moist, luscious heat coming from the picture, oozing from the picture. That's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe in it. Absolutely. Tell live my life. Tell us about who you are and your past. So you want to talk about what sex in the church or lack of sex in the church or denial of sex in the church? No pussy well, power, no pussy often. I mean, we can talk about all of that because it's all part of the problem that a lot of people, you know, uh, attribute, you know, to the black church, especially those that are within the infrastructure of the black church. You know, they uh, a lot of it comes from sexual repression. So when you talked about, you know, growing up in a house full of preachers, I can fully relate. I can wholly relate and seeing in my family and just looking at, uh, you know, just everything, the way that it's played out now from this different point of view, I absolutely attribute it to the denial of our true, you know, nature as uh, sexually charged beings and, and understanding that, you know, the sexual energy, you know, that's the Holy Ghost, you know, but we can talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> No, I absolutely agree with you. I've been talking for years that kundalini energy, there can be no father, son, and Holy Ghost. It's absolutely ridiculous. They're talking about the power of the pussy, that kundalini energy that only the woman can bring, that powerful creative force. So, yes, I absolutely agree with you. So, continue. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think that, um, 
you know, I asked my mother a question recently um, that had kind of been brewing in my mind for many, many years, um, and especially uh, recently when I really began to study different religious traditions and get into different types of, um, you know, understandings about world cultures. Uh, I asked my mom, I said, you know, because like I said, I grew up with a house full of preachers and, you know, elders and mothers and, you know, things like that on both sides of my family. You know, I'm in deep, you know. <laughs> I come from, you yeah. know, I can trace my lineage back, you know, because uh, he begat her and her begat they, you know, and that's how it goes yeah. in my family. Um, yeah. But I asked my mom, I said, you know, why is it, why do you think, in the Christian tradition, you know, that we were brought up in, there is no father-mother-child. Why is it father-son-Holy Spirit, and why is there no mother figure? If this is supposed to represent family, um, and the family is supposed to represent, you know, the image of God as a as a unit, as a oneness, you know, exp- expressed in plurality, as they like to say, um, what, you know, why is there no mother figure? And she said, well, there was a woman. I said, but, you know, true, I said, but she remains human mm. and not expressed as divine, you know, because you have Mary, true enough, but she is just merely a vessel. She is not raised to divinity, and especially growing up in the the black Pentecostal church, um, you know, that's one of the things that actually, you know, separated us in our minds, you know, from Catholicism, that we did not worship Mary. You know, so there is no goddess. There is no goddess in 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 the the Black Pentecostal Church. I can't speak for Christianity as a whole, you know, um, because there are a million different branches of it. You know, they can't even really decide on what, you know, on that whole thing. But it's like, you know, just in the Black Pentecostal Church, the tradition that I come from, there is no goddess. It's all uh-huh. it's all patriarchal. It's all it's it's father son, you know, and this mystical wind that no one can really explain called the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, in the truth yeah, be told, that's really how it is. You know, um, and I asked, I said, Ma, I said, there's something wrong there. I said there has been when you read the text from an objective point of view. Okay, without being emotionally attached to the words on the page, when you just read it for what it is, you can see the 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 um, suppression of female sexual energy within the pages. You know, it's written it's written in there the way that it's presented to us in the King James version. I was like, you know, and that got entrenched in our minds, but yet and still, human nature is human nature. So you trying to sort of mix? Does it sound like they trying to they, they try to shut the pussy down? Is that what's going on? Yeah, I know about her experience. The same thing she's talking about. I mean, that's what I saw. That's what I experienced. That's what I lived. That's what I felt. Exactly what she is saying. Even though it was non-denominational and Christian, the exact same thing that she's talking about. So. Um, I talk about this all the time. I live this experience, and it was a suppression, a shame. Mm-hmm. You know Absolutely. Around pussy, you evil. That's why you got a period. You causing the problems of the world. That's why men don't like your ass. I got an attitude with you, and that's why you suffering with the period, and that's why we have disagreement. The woman is demonized and persecuted in the church, but yet everybody want to dig in her ass, and then she's the victim, and she's the reason why my dick hard, and she's going to get punished that I cheated and I committed fornication. It's always the woman. She's a serpent. 
her and the devil go together and they create all together. Go together to the point where when people think now about lust or temptation, they automatically think about a woman in a red dress. It's the that's the embodiment of, of temptation. It's always, you know, the woman has been vilified and made to be the villain. You know, if she's if she's a prude, it's her fault that I done went out and slept with all these these women. But if she's if she loose, then then she's a whore and she's. I mean, it's it's you you know you damned if you do and you damned if you don't. And yes. I know for me, um, that was one of the major issues that I had that actually led to me. Um, you know, walking away from Christianity, you know, um, because I, I had a struggle with the more I learned about God and the nature of God and the more I had experiences with God, because I don't totally downplay the church. I just, you know, I look at it as like a schoolmaster. It was there in my life to teach me something and to teach me some principles, and now it's time for me to go on and perfect this thing. You understand what I'm saying? And it's, it's you know, so there are, are, are things that, that I learned in church, you know, that are invaluable. You you understand what I'm saying? Um, I mean, of course, of course. Yeah, you know, and... Hmm? No, I lived it. Go ahead. I understand. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. You know, and I just I just said, okay, I can't in all good faith preach about this, that, and the other thing and know that within myself I have these unresolved issues and many of them centralizing around my sexuality. You know, wait the a fact minute. that my... Hey, I'm, I mean, to cut your wisdom, but you said you used to preach. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Because some people may be coming on talking about, well, she's one of them old online preachers. Who is this? Who is this? Oh, no, kid? no, 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 no. I come from, I'm a fourth generation, um, I was a fourth generation preacher. Um, my great-grandfather on my father's side was a bishop, grandfather's a bishop. My father at one time was a pastor. Um, aunts, uncles, I mean, I come from, you know, good stock, and I grew up in a tradition um, that did not necessarily encourage women preachers. Um, but I always knew that I had a message. Um, and so, you know, fast forward to, to you know, more recent times, I was ordained um, and was traveling, you know, up and down the East Coast preaching. You know, I was I was preaching according to the leadership that I was under at the time. There was a plan in place um, to make me one of the, you know, the next – big things to be heard on the preaching circuit, you know, but by that time I was beginning to see and understand some things <laughs> to be a little bit different than maybe the image that was being purported, you know, and I started noticing, you know, vague similarities between the way that, you know, a, a corporation is run and, and the way that the church is run, not to mention the questions that I had with, you know, within myself. And so, I actually shut down my whole ministry. I was pastoring. I pastored for, you know, about a year and a half. Um, my heart wasn't in it. It didn't feel right, so I stopped. <laughs> you know, I just, I stopped. I, I, I said I can't, I can't in all good faith have all these questions and all these doubts within myself and, um, and continue on. So, yeah, I shut down DSW Ministries, Inc. I shut down Bethel Tabernacle. You know, I shut down Lady Minister Enterprises. I shut down Daughters of Destiny Leadership Institute. I shut it all down. 
everything, you know, because so, you was, so, so so sounds like you was in it to win it. Oh, I was in it. I had I had tried with everything in me to completely buy into the system. I just couldn't. <laughs> I just couldn't, you know. I'm and you know, it is what it is. Best thing I ever did. Mm. What do you practice and believe in now? What is your views on spirituality, sexuality, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and the Father, Son, and the Mother? Like, mm-hmm. What are your views, spirituality, sexuality, sex, and what is balanced, what is healthy, what is right? What do you teach now when you just said, you know what, fuck this, I have to turn around, I have to change my life? I mean, cause I'm, like I said, from the same background, my mother, my my Uncles, aunts, it's a whole line of preachers, teachers, evangelists, seers, herbalists, mm-hmm. who work with all of that. And, mm-hmm. and I got ordained about seven, eight years ago. So we have the same background. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I definitely wow. cannot fit into that industry or that. Christian, they didn't want me there anyway. They kicked me out of there. So it forced me to do vagina power in the way that I do it, like the street ministry, the hood ministry. Right. But so I know my views and how they've changed on spiritual sexuality based on the way my guides and my ancestors bring it to me. What is your philosophy now? What do you teach? Well, my philosophy now um, is definitely based, I would say, more on uh, a universalist, um, if I were to put a label on it, um, m- mentality, meaning that I believe that that the truth and the essence of who we are is universal. I believe that all things come from source energy, whether you want to call that universe or God or spirit or, you know, whatever label you want to put that on, put on it rather. It it is, in fact, what keeps us all together. And, mm-hmm. you know, as far as, as far as sexuality is concerned, I believe that sexuality has been given – the bum rap, it is time to bring sexuality from the back of the church and put a red dress on her and sit her on the front row. You understand what I'm saying? Because that is, I tell people all the time that the most abundant source of energy that we have at our disposal is our, not just our sexual energy, but our orgasmic energy. You know, our orgasmic nature is, in fact, what, keeps the, you know, is what keeps the world spinning. You understand what I'm saying? I don't subscribe to any, I don't subscribe to any one particular faith or one particular religion. I believe that there are ascended masters and that Jesus is one of them. Um, I believe that um, all of the ancient traditions, whether you want to talk about Kemetic tradition or Buddhist or Hindu tradition or whatever, I believe that the universal truth of who we are and and the fact that there are there are things that we all need to understand in order to ascend in our consciousness um concepts that we need to grasp such as sacred geometry and understanding um the balance of of masculine and feminine energy within the universe i believe that all of these things are present throughout all of these traditions and that this is the one thing that we need to centralize and focus on because it is the one thing that we all have in common all other other divisions are imaginary. So that's how I live my life now, you know, in a very um, free and accepting um, kind of way because I've seen what 
um, religious secularism has done and can do to people. I've seen how people have been wounded because they have tried to live up to a standard set by other wounded people um, that is unmeetable. You know what I mean? There, you know, how holy is holy enough in order for you to think I'm holy? You, you understand? And so, you know, I, I've, I've seen that not only in Christianity but in other faiths because I'm also a military kid. You know, my dad did 26 years active duty in the military. So I've moved around and been around, and I've learned how to adapt and how to deal with different people in different ways. So, you know, um, uh, all of that plays into how I view the world now. You know, I think we all need to learn how to relate to one another as energy beings, you know, in this particular dimension in space and time, um, all having uh, the, the, the global experience called life um, and the universal experience called evolution, but we're all experiencing it in our unique and different ways. And I think if we can just grasp each other on that level, then that's a good place to start. So that's kind of where my philosophy is right now. Beautiful. I agree with you. Mm, now, I'm sorry, go ahead, Alexis. No, no, but go ahead. Um, I I was over at your website, becomeyou.com, and I mm-hmm. saw that you now embrace Tantra. Now, that's yes. going a long way from, you know what I'm saying, the church saying, uh, we're not going to honor the pussy, going all the way over to a lifestyle that says we're going to show enough honor the pussy. Show enough honor the pussy, right. Wait a minute, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, you're a former evangelist and you just used the word pussy? Alexa, what's I going did. On? I did. I used the word pussy, you know. We talk about fucking, you know. We talk about all that, you know, because I understand a very biblical principle that says that the letter killeth. But it's the spirit that gives life, and if something can give life, it can also give death, that being the tongue. Uh, The power of death and life lies within the power of the tongue. So understanding that, a word has only as much power as I give it. So, you know, I can say pussy, and it's okay. (laughs) Oh, shit now, Alexis. I don't know if there's some old folks right here on the front row. Sit, sit y'all asses down, old women. If you on the front row, sit down. Don't try to sneak out. Uh-uh. No, no, no. This is a whole different church right here. This is a vagina power, holiness, Baptist, original. <laughs> All right, damn it. Sit down. <laughs> We're getting it in. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about Become You. Because, well, you know, I want to talk about why just for a second. I invited you on the show, and I thought this was a perfect venue because I'm on a campaign to stop the damn shame. There's so much shame around sexuality all over the place, but in the church, it seems like they're the leading proponent of shaming women, shaming sexuality, and I'm sick and tired of it because it's contagious. And then the women who are leaving and coming over to a more spiritual setting don't know how to express themselves. That's why I love Alexis K. Tyler. That's why everybody loves Alexis K. Tyler because she's not shamed. She's free. She's free. She loves living free. She ain't going back. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely not. Right. So tell me a little about um, what Become You is, uh, how you embrace Tantra in your teachings, and um, what it's done for you so far. Okay. 
Well, um, let me start by answering the second part of that first, and that is um, what led me to embrace Tantra was me embracing my personal truth, the truth about who Dion Chanette is. Um, I had gone through a couple of divorces, you know, um, and I had gone through some really bad relationships and had had endured a really, you know, really bad heartbreak, had had my heart broken, you know, for the final time. But um, I actually meant it. And there were some, you know, some other things that, that transpired in my life that really just propelled me into my journey of self-awareness and coming to know um the goddess within and realizing my own divinity and going through my own uh, dark night of the soul, uh, my own garden of Gethsemane, as you will, you know, where I had to come, I had to come to the place where it was either you're going to let go of all the things that you thought used to work. You know, you thought it, you thought it worked because they told you it would work, you know, but it's not working. Okay. So now what are you going to do? You know, are you going to be miserable? Are you going to be one of those women that you used to sit and observe in church and you knew that the only reason that they were so mean and uptight and when they would get, when they would quicken in the Holy Ghost and get to flipping and flopping all over the place, you knew that was nothing but unexpressed sexual energy and repressed sexual energy? Are you going to be one of those women? Or are you going to walk in the fullness of your, of your calling, of your divinity as a sacred goddess? And are you going to, you know, actually do the work? Are you going to be full of talk or are you going to do, do the work? And so once I, you know, kind of had that Jacob wrestling with himself at Tenial, which I think is just a brilliant little way of sneaking the, you know, pineal gland into the text, and most people just read over that. They don't even understand what that means. You know, I think, that, you know, my own my own wrestling with my self-experience is what led me into Tantra. Because, you know, growing up, you know, some people would call me fast, you know, because I had my first sexual experience, you know, when I was about 15 years old, 14 and a half, 15 years old. And I liked sex. And I was good at sex. And I knew that, you know, that the, the guys that I was dealing with were happy. Now, mind you, my self-esteem was, you know, I was going through some typical teenage bullshit at the time. So it wasn't necessarily being expressed, you know, in its proper context, but at the same time, it was still there. And then I got really involved in the church and it got, you know, they tried to suppress it. I never really could, you know. I would always get stopped in the parking lot, no matter, you know, and I, I didn't always... Once I stopped giving a fuck, I started dressing real provocative, not real provocative, but, you know, the tight, tighter skirts and, you know, fishnets on Sunday and shit like that. But for the most part, I was really conservative. But I would still get the, you know, the getting pulled over in the parking lot, you know, the whispers, you know, the deacons, most of them married, you know, hollering at me, telling me I smell good, sniffing on me and shit. And so I just, you know, I said, okay, all right. Well, I know I love God, and I know God lives in me because he uses me, and, you know, here I'm here. So what? what is it? You know what I mean? What is it that that I can't get this, can't get rid of it, so let me explore it further? You know, and I think that's where most people get stuck. 
you know, they realize that you can't get rid of your sexual energy. You're going to get horny. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night. Your pussy going to be soaking wet from a dream that you just had because you ain't had nothing in about six months. That shit is going to happen because that's the way your body is designed to work. You understand what I'm saying? So you might as well reconcile that shit, put it in its proper context, and get to doing what it is you need to do. Because that's what I need to do. Lexus, you got that fire over here tonight, girl. What's that? I mean, what you got to say about that? She's over there getting them products ready. Well, I think that's real talk. You know what I'm saying? They're waking up in the middle of the night, the pussy aching, yeah. wet and wet, and then oh, yeah. you you supposed to suppress that. You know, don't don't talk about that. And that's Satan trying to get in your dreams. No, that's yeah. no, no, that's me trying to satisfy this pussy. Uh, soon, sooner than later. That's what I'm trying to do. So um, I'm getting ready to take some callers out of the chat room. A couple of people in there said they have some similar similar experiences. The call-in number is 347-205-9089. Please press 1 when you call in. I want to hear some uh, stories or at least some comments. If you think that this conversation is helping any tonight to release the blame and the shame, I want y'all to give us a call in tonight, 347-205-9089. You on the line with Coach Kyrie, Alexis K. Tyler, Vagina Power, and Dion Shanette from the Become You Movement. So y'all come on in here. Make sure you turn your speakers down before you um, press 1 so we don't have that feedback. But I definitely want to hear some stories out of the chat room, if any of this sounds familiar to you. Because I know when I used to be in church, I used to be horny. You know what I'm saying? I used to see them tight dresses and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? And now, like you said, the fishnets and the bustiers and the damn titties all pushed up. And I'll just be like, well, shit, I'm distracted. You know, how can I give, you know, Jesus, you ain't even up in here where I can see you. You know what I'm saying? Look at all that over there. Look at all that over there. So... But I didn't feel like I was no sinner, you know, just because I had a little lust going on, in the, you know, in the church. So And see, you know what, Kair, and you know what, that is one of, that's one of the things that I know when I expressed it to um, my mother, and I'll mention my mom a lot because my mom and I are very close. My mother and I have a very close relationship, and so, you know, we share a lot about life's experiences and everything and what we go through, we go through together. Um, but... Uh, I was sharing with her, I said, you know, whenever I would get some, I didn't care whether I had to get up and go preach or whatever. Whenever I would get some, I didn't feel bad because I I never felt the conviction that everybody else said I was supposed to feel. And so I had to, you know, I had to check myself like, okay, I know my relationship with God is intact, so why aren't I feeling this conviction? And, you know, the thought occurred to me that, you know, maybe when you've explored and excluded all possibilities, whatever's left, however impossible, must be the answer. And so I said, well, maybe everybody is full of shit, and there really is no condemnation except the condemnation that we produce within ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And so I decided to stop condemning myself, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and I started embracing myself. You know, I I told my mom, I was like, "I I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad at all. I feel quite good, actually. I, I feel, you know, I feel like doing something else. Let's come on. I'm energized. And she thought I was crazy, and a lot of my friends thought I was crazy and that I was just sex hungry, you know. Well, you were sex hungry because, you you know what I'm saying, you said you was fucking and you said you was good at it, so, hey. I mean, you know, but I didn't understand. There was still an element of shame attached, you know what I mean, attached to it even within me. 
even though I would say 85% of me didn't give a fuck. Right. Right. There was still that 15% of me that still felt the need to um, receive the validation of my my peers, you know, um, and everything because of that fear of rejection and everything. But once I got over all those fears within myself, oh, my. Yeah. What do you mean, oh my? Come on, give us some details. <laughs> or so, I mean, mean, was it on and popping I'm, in? Or, or I what? mean, it was on and popping. I mean, it was absolutely, I told my mother, I said, the peace that I would come to the altar and stand in prayer lines and get hands laid on me and stuff for, the peace that I was praying to God for to keep my mind and to keep my body and all these other crazy prayers that we pray, you know, keep my body, you know, from me. Don't let me do what it is that my body is telling me it really needs to do right now. You know, um, I said, that peace, I said, I have that peace now. And it came from embracing all of who I am, you know. Um, and I, I had to stop thinking of myself as a sinner. I had to stop thinking of a lot of things in uh, terms of a Christian mindset. I had to completely renew my mind. I had to do what the Bible said. Imagine that. Mm, right, <laughs> right. So in the old terminology, you know, uh, would you think that the Bible would have some good guides for expressing your sexuality or are they just shutting it down? Or is it or, or is it the preacher? Well, it's absolutely, uh, uh, I would say it's a combination of both. A lot of the sexual, um, in you, there's a lot of sexual innuendo in, in the scripture, Um when it when it talks about in the book of Ruth, uh, her laying under his skirt all night, or uh, in the Gospels when when Mary anoints Jesus, um, she breaks her alabaster box. Um, you know, it, it, it's a lot of it's veiled very nicely in language. But all you have to do is look a little deeper, just go digging a little bit deeper, and you realize, you know, that human nature is human nature, and you know, what did Ruth do all night underneath Boaz's skirt? I just want to know. There's only one thing I've ever been able to do to a man to make him look at me like, who are you? And that's what the Bible said Boaz did, that he woke up and looked at her like, who are you? Oh, oh. <laughs> she had let her... Uh... She had let her porn star in the room. You think that's what was going on? Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? So it's in there. It is absolutely in there. There was a woman by the name of Rahab who saved her entire family from the destruction of the Israelites when they they attacked Jericho and the the assignment was to kill everything. But there was a woman by the name of, of not Rahab, um, uh, um, yeah, no, yeah, Rahab. That was her name, Rahab. Um, and she was the she was the town mistress, and they when they needed to be hidden, and when they needed secrets and stuff out, and when they needed information, they went to the town prostitute. It's in the text, but mm-hmm. the way that it's taught. So then that goes to the preachers and the propagation of this kind of uh, low self esteem gospel that is preached. You know, um, is is to blame as well. You know, and I say low self-esteem because what they do is they keep um, women, specifically within the context of this conversation, they keep women um, bound. You know, they get the, they they tell them to get themselves all nice and and how to do your hair and how to do your makeup and how to buy a house and everything. They teach them how to do all of that stuff, 
accept the one thing that is guaranteed to get them the type of man that they want, and that is embrace their sexuality. Mm. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, because they're coming with all them other strategies, the way to a man's uh, yeah. heart stomach and all that. Absolutely. Or, or even, you know, even having conferences on beautifying yourself and, you know, preparing yourself for your king like Esther and all of that. And they don't even understand that Esther went through some initiation processes. And it wasn't just about how to put on a pretty dress and make your face up nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she had to, um, she was entertaining a king. She was she was betrothed to a king. So the one thing that women need in order to be successful, there wouldn't be so many women's ministries and so many marriage ministries and and all of these other relationship-oriented ministries if we taught people how to embrace their sexuality, how how to realize that your nature is not sinful. It is not a sin for your dick to get hard. It is not a sin for your pussy to throb. It ain't a sin for you to like sex. It's not a sin. You're not a sinner in that in that sense. I know, look, I got somebody in the chat room said I wore a vibrator to church under my nice dress as ritual. I like incorporating the divine into my sexuality. What you got to say I, to her? You know what? I don't have a problem with it because most most churchgoers have no idea of the origin of the rituals that they complete every Sunday. Anyway, they don't even know why they gather. They think it's because the Bible says to forsake not the assembling of yourselves together and all of that. Yeah, no, 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 no. You don't even understand that that goes back. That predates Christianity. It is a pagan ritual to get together. You don't even understand the the astrological implications of the symbols that you have in your churches. You don't even understand, you know, the Holy Spirit that you say comes in and washes over everybody and and it it, it excites people enough to make them want to speak in tongues. Don't nothing make you want to speak in tongues more than an orgasm. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I have seen some things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so they don't even understand the, the spiritual implications. So and in short, I have no problem with Sister Girl wearing a vibrator uh, or a little butterfly. Was it a little butterfly? I like those. Those are nice. You know, the little butterfly into her her sacred experience because when you understand that it's all about, you know, the sacredness of your sexuality, there is no separation between your sexuality and your spirituality. You know, in in ancient tantric uh, texts, it talks about the way to God. Is through the yoni. I mean, it is only through, that's the only way you can really experience sacred union with God, you know, and that's the one thing that all religious traditions, the the bare minimum, the bottom common denominator, bottom line, is that we are all searching for a way to be unified with the divine. Mm. And that's the, that's that's it. That's the bottom line. That's the common denominator. It's all about becoming one with the divine. You know, Jesus in the Bible told, you know, told the people, I and my Father are one. It is about being one with the divine, you know, and there is no time you feel closer to God than in that sexual experience. Therefore, ergo, <laughs> it must 
lend itself to be that the that your sexual nature, your tantric nature, your orgasmic nature is in fact your divine nature. Because that energy is the only energy that can produce life that makes it divine. You know, we are we are the only creatures on this planet that can conceptualize ourselves within the context of our own environment and make adjustments and, and decisions based thereon. You know, so um when once we realize our divine nature, I think that um a lot of the the religious dogma and stigma will, you know, begin to not be as effective, you know. Um, because people will know that when you feel those shivers up your spine in church, what exactly do you think that is but kundalini energy, as Alexis said earlier? What do you think that is but, you know, you powering up? You powering up for a move, you know? (laughs) That's my thing. I'm powering up. If I feel like there is, um, if I feel like, you know, I'm feeling down or whatever, I just take a moment and I sit and I do some breathing with the intention of, of of clearing my energy out and making sure that I am operating at maximum capacity, you know, and that is by using that energy. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't feel no shame in it. Uh-oh. It seems like the more I use of it, the more I have, so I'm good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then... <laughs> And 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 the and the wow, and now my friend is calling in one of my other tantric friends from Detroit on my other line. I sure wish she would call in to my show three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. We're talking about uh, sex in the church right now, and that's what we do at Original Native Radio. We may answer the phone in the studio, you know. So hey, I'm looking forward to that conversation. So. Uh, we want everybody to give us a call in, especially, especially my. We're talking sacred sexuality too. I can't wait till she gives us a call. So I'm gonna repeat that number: three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. It's gonna be fun tonight. Yeah, let's load the lines up, ladies. Y'all up in there getting y'all chat on, um, um, in the chat room. Come on, start pressing some of these buttons and let's go ahead and share. Cause it, they over here talking about the books. And everything. Let me see. Let me show you some of this conversation. Um, said Audrey Lord has an incredible essay called "Uses of the Erotic." The erotic is power. It speaks on how and why female sexuality is so villainized. Mm-hmm. And hey, I want to get in. You know, I want to get into that because mm-hmm. I know because they want to utilize and harness that power. It's almost like that's a part of the X Man story. You know, Charles Xavier, he tried to make it seem like he was the most powerful, but Jean Grey was way more powerful than him as a phoenix, and he had to get Absolutely. in her mind when she was little and lock her powers down because he even he couldn't even control it when she bust out. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. He, right. Couldn't, even, he couldn't even control her. So I was like, phew, look at that. Look, look, look at that mess right there. And that's that whole uh, suppression where I was just yeah. trying to make and, and then when she addressed him about it, he tried to make it seem like it was in her best interest. Right. When in actuality so it, it was based her in best fear. interest is her power that uh, uh God gave her. Uh oh wait a minute. Uh-oh, God gave wait. it to her. now you trying to regulate it. What's up with that? Well see what's up with that is that um 
it's easy to villainize um, something that you don't understand. And so um, if I were to stand up in, in a traditional church, go to one of my family members' churches and say, um, I embody uh, the goddess and my sexual energy is sacred and, you know, my vagina is holy and all of that, they would lift me up like I was on a funeral pile and they would hurl me out of the window. You understand what I'm saying? Because the ego can't stand to be confronted with um with its with with the self. The, the the ego can't stand to be confronted with the self. And what that means is is that if I come in there as a free woman, I look like what you know you're not allowing yourself to be. So you hate me. You understand what I'm saying? But it's not me that you hate. It's the freedom that you see in me because I'm going to tell you, you know, I went back to my old church, you know, after being gone for a couple of years, and there were people there who had to do a double take and say, Dion, I mean, now granted I lost a lot of weight, you know, because that's, a, you know, or as 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 you told me, um, I, I uh, eliminated a lot of waste. Right. You understand? Um, I eliminated a lot of waste, and uh, it was reflected in my body. You know, I lost pounds, I lost inches, and all of that. And um, people, you know, didn't didn't necessarily recognize me. But I believe that it was more than that because there was something about that day. You know what I'm saying? And there was something about them me coming back in the freedom, you know, with all my flat feathers plumed and, you know, yeah, I know that I'm juicy and I know you're mad and it's okay because I'm really not mad at you, but, you know, I also know that I'm juicy, so don't worry about it. You understand what I'm saying? There was that type of confidence, you know, that, and because once you move past something, it's, it's, you know, it's over. So what I realized is that it's that ego that can't be confronted with, what uh with the truth of what's really going on and so that's why there's the suppression and then there's also you know you give an, enough credence to the fact that it is just a vicious cycle that people are too lazy and too scared to break mm. and that's just the truth that's the bottom line that's the bottom line with all these scandals and all these all these scandals, if you want to, you can take it from the black church with these, you know, with these uh, adultery scandals and the, the preachers and the women that's been going on for as long as anybody can remember. Or if you want to go to the Catholic church with the priests and the little boys, you know, if, if those priests, you know, maybe if they were allowed to get married, you know what I'm saying, and, and have some sex like real men, uh, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying, that shit wouldn't be perverted and twisted you know, in their minds or whatever, you know, because they all blocked up and shit. Do you know what I'm saying? So uh, it's, 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 they're just too lazy. Nobody wants to change it. Everybody wants to keep trying to rev the engine after that, that shit is flooded. It's just ticking. Like, it ain't even turning over. It's just ticking. And they just keep flooding the engine, you know, keep flooding the engine. Like the length of somebody's skirt determines their level of purity. Everybody oh, in church knows that the like biggest. That. Mm. Yeah, everybody in church know that the biggest hoes are the, you know, <laughs> are the most sanctified looking ones. That's because they know how to play the game. They know how to play the game. They know their role. Mm. Mm. Alexis, are you still on the line? Yes, I'm here. 
Okay, okay. Just checking with you. I know you had some other um, engagements tonight, and we over here rolling, you know what I'm saying? So I still want you to make sure you're getting that money because, you know, this is still the home of the conscious commerce and the honest hustle. Did you have another, um, did you want to get a comment in or a question before you um, before you get out of here tonight? No, I mean, you know, I already teach these things. I'm, I'm already real secure in who I am and what I do, and I got a very clear understanding, overstanding, understanding of what they're talking about. And I'm sorry I couldn't engage you more, but you know, I have my hair care line, skin care line, and body care line, and I am doing a deep spiritual massage. So you know, I think I'm trying to do both of y'all at the same time. I understand. I understand. Listen, in the words of Cat Williams, get your paper, boo boo. Okay, I'm not even <laughs> mad at you. I respect you, Queen. <laughs> I respect. I can't knock your hustle. I respect it. I respect it. Much respect. Oh, well, well, there it is. There it is. There it is. What I'm gonna do is play a quick song, right quick. I got some callers in the queue. I want to um, take them, and I got to do a little running over here for one quick second. So let me um, let me run this uh, in honor of the great mother popping off tonight. I'm going to play this jam, Great Mother Flow by Star, and we'll be right back. Birth and Elos, 
as above below Compliment the heroes To the point like zero CEO, reflection in the moon Sun shining, original Not plagiarized, heaven lies between her thighs Home on the throne Where the king she belongs Backbone, ride or live Survival imperative in natural order Love and honor, Morocco to California Empress queen, mother, daughter All life begins in water Sunflower, lotus bloom Honeysuckle, first womb Jade, crystal, moonstone Master self, move on Copper arm, activate Opening the stargate Charging up the universe Spoke the name of God first I am the great mother, I'm a, The cosmic womb horse Source of life, ocean Sonic boom, ISIS DNA, never y'all These mortal, oh y'all Stars alive, one yeah Open portal I am the great mother, I'm a Cosmic moon, offset Source of light, ocean Sonic boom, ISIS DNA, never y'all Of the immortal, oh y'all Stars alive, one yeah Open portal, 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 portal That's what's up. That was Star and the Great Mother. I love playing that tribute right there because that's what this movement is about is us realizing the divinity of our women and removing the shame and the blame so we can get somewhere. Because we're not really going to get nowhere with all that, that same old that same old crap we've been doing for the last hundreds of years, you know. And like where we at, even astrologically, we are at a point this is what the Mayans were talking. Do you think the Mayans were writing 2012, uh, December 21st, 2012, as a time where women were going to still be getting the short end of the stick and still getting shafted and all of that? All right. So that's out of here right now. We're on the line with Alexis K. Tyler of Vagina Power, Dion Shanette, former evangelist um, of Become You Movement, become-you.com. Um, and Coach Kair of Relaxation is the Key, and we're talking about sex in the church tonight. So we're glad y'all joined us. The calling number is 347-205-9089, and we're getting it in round here. Um, what I wanted to do real quick, what I want to do, um, oh, we're going to talk about Jezebel. We're going to talk about Jezebel, but... Before, wait a minute, because that's why I like Dion on her Bible, Alexis, is so thorough. She's so thorough in, her, in the scientific and the metaphysical, so she made that sound. I know she's ready to get it in, but <laughs> real quick, we want to pay the bills, and I want people to know a little bit about Alexis's um, beauty beauty care products that I use exclusively. I don't put no Vitalis on my hair. I ain't using none of African pride. Not talking down about it, but I done, I done got married you know what I'm saying, to my product, because I've been trying everything for about the last 10 years, and I'm Gucci right now. So, Alexis, <laughs> can, you tell, can you tell the people how they can get in contact with you and maybe just um, what are some of the um, products that are available for them so they can go ahead and jump on this, get their skin clean, fresh movement like Kair? Yeah, I have sulfate-free shampoos, um, moisture shampoos, different deep conditioning buttercreams. Uh, hot pepper oils, they're hot follicle stimulators and different strengths. I custom blend them mild, medium, or strong, as well as follicle stimulator oils that are not hot. Uh, herbal body scrubs for eczema, dryness, itching. So if you got scalp uh, problems, standards, itching, um, thinning areas, bald spots, 
what else I make of uh, the alpha hydroxy creams is there acne or dark skin patches in the face or on the body. I literally custom blend something for someone that tells me they have an issue. I literally create it for their needs. They can check me out on my Facebook page as well as email me privately for a private phone consult, Alexis K. Tyler, VP at gmail.com. But what do you think about your hot, sweet, and deep oil and your butter and your spritz you got from me a couple of days ago? Ooh, shoot, not this one. I had to get uh-uh, my refill, not my, that was my first order. I'm going through my product. I use mine, you know what I mean? I got I got with Alexis the end of January, got my first um, got my first products. Uh, she mixed me up some little boxes. I want to see if he like it. And I slammed right. through that rascal. And so when I just seen her the other day, she had me a big bottle of spritz. So I am just enthusiastic about that. I love my shampoo. Like I was telling you the other day, as a meditator, I love how it opens my head up, um, my my nasal passages, uh, no, no scratching of the scalp, none of that. The dry scalp is gone. Then I like... I love my hot my hot oil treatment with that cayenne, that old red goodness, just getting in there. And I like the brand that you made. I just picked up the other day where you put the cinnamon in there. And as soon as you put that cinnamon on there, I could I could like taste it on my tongue. And it, and that was the first time I ever had a sensation like well something was put on my head. I could taste it in my tongue, but it made me think, what if I'm putting something on my head that I'm not supposed to be ingesting and it's going straight into my mm-hmm. bloodstream? Because mm-hmm. they tell you don't use chemicals on your hair, you know, on a perm when you're pregnant. Well, mm-hmm. when you ain't pregnant and you use these chemicals, it's going in the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And I know cinnamon is 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 not bad for me. So that whole ride back from Atlanta, I was like, do we really know if any of these products are you know good for us in our bloodstream? So mm-hmm. like I was, I'm an Alexis K. Tyler uh, official customer. I ain't know just so. <laughs> Just going out here, just shopping. I'm a customer. You know how they say, go to the store and bring me some Charmin. They don't bring bring back just any kind of toilet paper. They mean bring back Charmin. You know what I'm saying? So when I say go to the store and get me some VP uh, Vagina Power uh, shampoo, then that's what I want. Don't bring me back no Suave or whatever Balsam or whatever the other brands of Irish Springs. I want the Vagina Power on my scalp. You know, because I like. I can just feel all of that. The facial scrub, they love the scrub. And I told you when I was in Atlanta, all the ladies was looking at my face, and then they was double dipping in my jar. They was like, let me try some of that. Try some of that. <laughs> Y'all double dipping? They was like, boy, you lip, that's as good as you look. I said, well, shucks, okay. So make sure you, um, and, but that new batch you just gave me, like I said, mm-hmm. um, we got the footage. I'm on here making the testimonial now. We, You know, we filmed almost an hour. So the more we film, that's the more I got to edit. So, you know, it's going to take me a minute, but I'm going to be up tonight after the show getting the edit on. But I want everybody to see this because people have looked at me and see, seen the patches on my face and seen me scratching. Mm-hmm. And it's been embarrassing sometimes to have flakes on my white T-shirt or on a black shirt, something mm-hmm. like that. But, oh, that's a thing in the past right now. So I'm a fan. Y'all need to get up on it. Hit, hit Alexis on her email and hit up on Facebook. And um, because if she can get Coach Kyrie back to looking like something, I know she can do something <laughs> for y'all. I see a lot of people with, like, these lesions on their skin and stuff. Mm. I'm going to have to start passing your number out. I need you to send me about 50 cards, too. I need you okay. to send me about when you send my – because you know I need that um that other little special package that we, we talked about <clears throat> between me and you. 
I need that little special package in the mail this week. Alexis. Uh-oh. Sound like he put no, you on the street. Alexis better have my package <laughs> in. Almost like a drug deal. You better have my package in the mail before this weekend, okay? We already talked about that. But put me about 50 cards in there, too. Y'all stop laughing. Everybody relax. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, personal use. You know what I'm saying? Right, Alexis? Personal look, personal use. I'm not going to tell nobody, but Carrie, I can't wait you upload that part where I actually put my, you joined in, you took, I can't wait you put that beautiful fish picture up that you took my hot pepper oil, I squirted it in my mouth and squirted it on my greens, and we ate our food with the hot pepper oil on our food. We're going to go viral with this with this video right here. We're going to go viral. They ain't never seen nothing like this. This is a product you can put in your mouth. Now, it's hot now, so if you ain't yeah, it's hot. You, you Sagittarius's, you know what I'm saying? This is something for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Sag, Leos, you know, um, uh, 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 who am I leaving out? Aries. Aries. We got something hot for you. So get ready. You know what I'm saying? So y'all, let's get it popping. So look, let's get on back into the show. Um, okay, Alexis, because okay. Dion getting ready to go in. I know you may have to drop off, but... I want you to get it started, because I know you done heard enough names in your past about Jezebel. What you got to say about this Jezebel character? I'll listen. I'll stay on and listen. Okay. But I still want you to kick it off about about Jezebel, because I think Jezebel could have been righteous. Her and Mary Magdalene. Oh, I'll let her teach on that, baby. I don't really know. (laughs) Everything I heard was that she was a whore and that they said somebody got a Jezebel spirit now. Somebody's Mm. just loose. So I don't know nothing else about her. I'm going to let her take that part. Mm -mm. Here we go. uh, What's up with Jezebel? Is she a bad spirit? Is she the devil? Or why are they using Jezebel like that? Jezebel, unfortunately, is probably second to Eve. Um, in women in the Bible that have gotten a completely bad rap. Um, and I say second to Eve because Eve is blamed for everybody's fuck-ups. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody is fucked up because this one bitch <laughs> decided, you know, to do some some crazy shit. So second to Eve, Jezebel has gotten the, the worst rap. Um, you know, like Alexis, growing up, I was taught that Jezebel was a, was a witch and that she was, that she painted her face um, for war, but what she really did in painting, uh, in in applying certain um, makeup and everything was she was invoking the spirit of of Baal. Now Baal is another because you can't separate the two. Baal is actually another um, uh, Assyrian god who you know has been vilified in Christianity as being evil. You understand, but it's only evil in Christianity, you know, because to the Assyrians that was their god, you know, and so um, Jezebel actually means daughter of Baal, and so she was invoking um, because she was a warrior goddess, and she was invoking that spirit because she was it was about it was a fight, you know, it was a fight, and so she she got she got the uh, the, the the bad name of of being, you know responsible for, you know, lying spirits and, you know, lying prophets and, um, you know, basically the spirit of deceit that's trying to destroy the church and trick the church into, um, in, you know, into believing uh, all the stuff that we're talking about. Because you know what we're talking about is evil and we're going to hell, according to, you know, according to most Christians. 
um, or according to, to most people's interpretation of Christianity. And so it just seems like Jezebel, unfortunately, um, for most people, has been vilified. She's been branded as a witch, as someone who worshipped the devil, and that is absolutely untrue. Historically, or you know, even if you do the extra biblical study, it is absolutely patently untrue that she worshipped the devil. You know, but you have to look at things from outside of the framework of Christianity that was taught to you, and use your own mind and your own intuition. You know, and your own feelings and your own, you know, drive and all of that. Ask your own questions. Don't just repeat what you know people have been telling you. So, just that's that's what Jezebel. You know, Jezebel uh, was a woman that, by all accounts, understood her sexuality and had no problem expressing it. So, when you have a woman like that in a patriarchal system, of course they're going to say that she's the daughter of the devil. You know. They're going to say that she's the, the 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 whore of Babylon, you know, drunk with the blood of the saints, you know, and all that other apocalyptic bullshit. You understand what I'm saying? Oh yeah, apocalyptic bullshit, and that's it's the blame bullshit. and shame. That's that, that's where the game started. Let's that's point where fingers it starts. And then let's start pointing fingers at Jezebel. Um, in the chat room, Love and Light said that the Catholic Church said she came from a wealthy family. So they trying yeah. to retract it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they the 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 there has been so much and you actually you asked about Mary Magdalene as well. And Mary Magdalene is a is a fascinating um uh character and I've actually I was actually doing some research on her earlier today and you have women who worship Mary Magdalene as their goddess because mm-hmm. they look at her as chief consort to an ascended master. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, you know, if 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 Jesus was the full manifestation of the Father, okay, as the Bible, you know, says, I and my Father are one, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father, then there had to be an order for him, according to what we now know about the balance of the universe. You know, this is not just religious, this is this is just the universe, sacred geometry. One becomes two, you know, and then two divides into to three or four, and then it goes on and on and on and on. That's the way that the universe works. And so in order for him to complete his assignment, there had to have been a divine feminine. And there are people that actually, you know, women that actually worship, um, that actually worship the, you know, worship Mary Magdalene, like I said, as their goddess. And, you know, they, they subscribe to the notion that um, she is the embodiment of the divine feminine, you know. And uh, I, I happen to agree with her. You know, she's been vilified as a, a prostitute, but that's just people that just can't read because there's nothing in the Scripture that says that she was a prostitute. But this goes back to what we were talking about, Kyrie, about the whole shame game and how ridiculous the cycle of shame is because all the Bible says about this Mary from Magdala, okay, uh, is that she was a sinful woman. That's all it says. And in the minds of puritanical white men, okay, who were fully versed in feminine energy suppression, Okay, that had to mean that she was a hooker. Mm. She was sinful. They were so repressed, they thought everything, they blamed everything on sex, but couldn't admit to themselves that 
that's because that's all they was thinking about. You know, and so that's where the whole suppression thing comes from, you know, the ego not wanting to confront the truth about itself. And mm-hmm. so, you know, Mary Magdalene got vilified in that, but I absolutely believe I, I read nothing in the text. As a matter of fact, everything that I read in the text led me to believe that she was, in in, in fact, the embodiment of the goddess energy because, in, in the Gospels, it tells us that she was among the first. In some Gospels, it says that she was the first, and some it says she was among the women um, to actually uh, notice that he wasn't that, that the body of, of Jesus wasn't there. You you understand? She was the first one, um, according to the Gospels, that he manifested himself to. Right, and right. And that, see, that, and I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. And understanding that metaphysically, you know, it was a woman who outside of Jesus or Yeshua, Hamashiach, Yeshua, the Christ himself, she was the first one to receive this Christ consciousness since his dispensation. It was a woman. <laughs> it was a woman. And and so, you know, I, I'm, I'm prone to believe, you know, and it's a belief because I have no proof. So I'm, I'm, I have to say I believe that she was, in fact, uh, the, uh, the necessary component, you know. And even if you don't want to accept that as being true, one can't deny that there's a scripture, I believe it's in the book of Luke, where it talks about certain women um, and jo- Joanna and Susanna who actually were the financial backing. They underwrote the ministry because even back then it cost money to do itinerant ministry. It cost money to constantly be on the road. <laughs> Jesus was on the road for three and a half years. That's a three and a half year long tour. You need some money to be able to support that. Who did it? It was the women. Why? Because women, we are the receptacles. There's nothing that is manifested in this physical realm that did not first come through uh, the spiritual uh, pathway of the yoni. There's no baby that was born unless it was born in some lab somewhere, somebody doing something crazy. But according to the natural law and the way that this universe is set up, there's nothing that comes that don't come through this yoni. I don't come through this yoni. There's nothing that can change a man's mind like this yoni. So the yoni has to mean something. I mean, if why would it, it's a lopsided family that is just a you know where's mama in all this? And that's what, that was my question. Where's mama in all this? You know, let me find out where mama is. Oh, I remember. She's between my legs. Okay, so that's the first thing. Well, you know, I want to you know I want to drop a little. <laughs> Little some some of you don't mind me adding on this little tad bit. I, go ahead, I got a little go research, ahead, you know, in, in this book they call Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. Uh-huh. Um, in the Hebraic tradition, only the mother and the wife could visit the grave site. Absolutely. Only the mother Absolutely. wife could wash the feet of a man. Absolutely. The word Rabboni doesn't just mean priest it also means master and husband yes sir and just earlier today is crazy because um a couple of what was it, a couple of years years ago um when i was coming up through my black nationalism i had a young sister who was um getting some tutelage 
and I was teaching her some five uh, percent lessons. And at that time, I was heavy on you know Jesus was a Muslim. I was heavy right. on that right now. I was heavy, heavy, heavy. I, and I was had my evidence and all this other kind of stuff. But I really told I was like, yo, Jesus was a gangster. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Jesus wasn't playing no games around here. And he had a ride or die chick. And so um, she texts me today. Here it is about 14, 15 years later. She texts me and said, didn't you say Jesus was a gangster? And I said, I said, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And how can mm-hmm. I prove that Mary Magdalene was down for the get down? Because I, I always be pointing out, they be talking about what Jesus was without sin. I said, what the hell are you talking about? He broke one of the Ten Commandments. Cause it says, I shall not bear false witness. And he gave a direct order and command to Mary Magdalene to break it. And she did it. And she did not go to hell. Because he said, because when they was in the garden, she, she, he says, um, touch me not, for I have not yet ascended unto heaven. But tell right. them that I have. Remember, she's in the garden talking about where's my master. The damn disciples couldn't even get to the damn, couldn't even get to the tomb. And all of a sudden, they married Magdalene. So obviously, whoever was guarding the courtyard knew who she was. That's Jesus' old lady. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. She ain't do nothing but say, hey, man, you know how this is. And she was in there crying and weeping, and she thinks that this man, because that's what Jesus was doing, he had faked his death. I said it right here on original video. Because he understood deep meditation and trance because he had studied in India as a boy. And Egypt. When he was in the temple in Egypt, he had learned the science of transmutation and transfiguration and shape-shifting. And it was on his ass. They were trying to kill my nigga. So, of course, he damn had to pull something out the hat. And he couldn't even trust his, though, so faithful-ass disciples. Remember, he cussed them out two times. They fell asleep <laughs> when he was meditating. And he was like, look at you niggas. And then the second time, when they couldn't cast out the demons, I was just looking yeah. at this with the sister in, uh, I think it was Luke 17. You can go Luke 17, 17, 20. And he was saying, what what, what you mean, y'all? You know what I'm saying? You little... You, how long you think I'm gonna be around y'all? Why can't y'all cast this demon out? You know, you, if you had faith, you would know. So he knew he couldn't depend on his boys. And so now all of a sudden, his ride or die chick is there, and she's like, "Oh, oh, Rabboni!" Now you know what she was getting ready to do. You thought your man was dead, and now you see he's alive. You getting ready to go tell everybody. And what does right. that do? Calm down, slow right. down. We right. still ain't through this yet. Right. Slow down. So hold right. it for a second. You go help me out and tell them, and she did it. Go tell yeah, them you ain't did. seen me. Is that street? Yeah. Is that ghetto? I ain't That's seen it. him. I don't I, know I where he at. Sitting right beside him, and I was getting ready to touch him, but she couldn't touch him because then his disguise would have went off. She said, oh, I got you. I, got, I ain't seen the nigga. I think you're out there dead. Something. She lied to even his disciples. She bore false witness. She was the one. You know what I'm saying? And then... For those doubters, for all of you doubters out here, you don't believe what Coach Kyrie is saying, go to Google and type in Knights of Templar. Yeah. That ain't good enough for you. What was the movie um, that Tom Hanks was in? The Da Vinci Code. The Da Vinci Code. The the, the Knights Templar, they had a whole organization. They have but one mission, protect Jesus' bloodline. Protect her. Wait a minute, bloodline? I mean, he had babies. That means that the Messiah potentially 
bloodline is walking around on the face of the planet Earth today, which is recognized as the lost tribe of the house of Israel, which will be the tribe of Judah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Adam Ross is in the building. What's up? Uh-oh. Hold on, hold but see on. now, church folks, that's right, drop your own bomb, boo, drop your own bomb. But see, because church folks believe, church folks don't believe in these, see, and I don't even want to get too far off into that, but it's just amazing what they always say, well, you can't pick and choose, you got to believe all of it, don't believe none of it, but they themselves don't believe what they read when when Jesus was 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 talking of you know about uh coming to save that which was lost and coming to you know uh set the captive free he wasn't talking to the people in the street he was talking to them to the to the people that were in the temple he was talking to the church folks right point blank he was talking to the church folks when he said that you you understand what I'm saying? And and I believe, you know, we were talking about that earlier that, you know, it's so easy to overlook that, you know, and so easy to make excuses for that. No, but the truth is that, you know, people people were then and still are so hard-hearted, and especially when it comes to something as sensitive or, or and I don't even know why it's so sensitive as, as human sexuality. You know, we should be teaching, I believe we should be teaching our children about their sexuality in context from the from the age of about five. You know, when you first, or, or whenever they start exploring their bodies, you need to let them know what's going on with them. But instead what we do, and especially in the church, because talking about sex is taboo, you ain't supposed to be doing it no way, so why are we even talking about it? You, you know what I mean? You have all these uneducated people, It's it's like, it's like a child wielding a machete. They have absolutely no idea <laughs> what is happening with their sexual energy. And the women feel powerless. You know, I know so many church women that settle for marrying these half-and-half men. Uh-oh, talk about it. These half-and-half men, these men that are not quite, they're a little bit too metro with their sexual. Do you <laughs> right. understand? They're a little bit too flamboyant. They, you know, they they extra flamboyant. I mean, every night is showtime at the Apollo with these niggas. You understand what I'm saying with their outfits and everything? And 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 I've never understood it. And see, I talked about it from the pulpit, so I have absolutely no problem talking about it on the radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel me? And you wonder. You have to ask yourself, why are these beautiful black Queens, these women, you know, um, going for these men who don't even embody masculinity. He may not be the finest. He may not have the best suit. He may not, you know, he may not be none of that, but at least let him be a man. Your, your dude's manhood is questionable. Why are you settling? But then I had to ask the question, why is it that these, this type of man is always ending up with maybe the slightly, um, you know, the slightly overweight, wallflower, quiet woman, you know, not a real strong, outspoken, you know, woman who understands, you know, who she is, because there are women in ministry who understand their power and who operate in their power. 
and they are quite successful in what they do. So I have no problem with that. But I'm talking about, you know, the, the, those shy women. So I had to look at it like it's almost like, you know, the, the picking seems to be slim on both sides because it seems like everybody is believing the lie. Mm, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so um, women sacrifice their sexual nature and their sexual satisfaction for the promise of being a banging first lady, setting it off at convocation or on first Sunday, you got on an eight hundred dollar suit and a two three hundred dollar hat and some, you know what I mean? And so you want to, the glitz and the glamour because it's a very glamorous thing, right? You know, right. it's a very glamorous right. thing, and they sacrifice that, but you know, they're not having no orgasms, they're not having no, they <laughs> they miserable. You know, because their husband might be out with the other preachers. He's always out with the other male preachers. They're always together. And he leaves you at home. Right. Oh, I know exactly. what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You've seen it already. I've seen it. And you and at home. You, and then they want you to turn a blind eye to it. If y'all seen some of this, what we're talking about, man, I want some of y'all to call in tonight. Look, it's, the phone number is 347 347- Two zero five nine zero eight nine. Can somebody drop that in, in the chat room for me, Meek or Misha or, or Kelly or somebody? Drop that in the chat room for me. The call in number. Um, I need to bring on, bring in. I think my study partner, who I was talking to about this, because we were talking about the aspect of faith. You know what I'm saying? Today, mm-hmm. and, and and how that component is missing from the so-called conscious community. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Christianity as it's built today won't even supposed to be working, but they have faith in it and faith mm-hmm. in a tool to work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of women are saying, well, I can't leave this because, you know, this is how it's been for so long, yada, yada, yada. And we say, well, what about some of the same principles that you in here? Why can't you apply them that, gonna, you know, so that's going to help you lead you to your freedom? You shouldn't be practicing this so you can be a better prisoner. You should be practicing this so your so your spirit and your heart can be free. You see right. what I'm saying? Right. So right. that is that 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 is super, you know what I'm saying, super super duper for real for real. Let me run and um let me give my shout outs my my chat room. Big shout out to Rock Kim Stay Cool in the building. Juju Mama. <laughs> Juju Mama. Proud sponsor in the building tonight, supporting supporting us over here at the uh, Vagina Power. We got Universal San, uh, Sanu from DC, Ray of Light, Poetry Triple Nine, uh, Miss Meek, Mish from Toronto, Manda Panda, Love and Light, Kelly Kell out there in Vegas, a whole Kelly rack of guests up in the building. Uh, Greg Stamper, Deshaun, Butter Dragon from the Trey Foe at Peace, Brother Ali L, and they go my 313 Empress Empress. Uh, oh, wait a minute, uh, Conscious Empress. Excuse me, excuse me, conscious excuse me. Empress. That's right. I need everybody to get off that black color too. We ain't doing that. Pick you another color in the chat room, and uh, let's keep, and let's uh, keep this thing popping. Let me see who I got on the line. Uh, I might have. Is this the Conscious Empress calling from the two four eight? Your mic is live. Let me get your name and where you're calling from, please. Yes, this is Javay. I'm calling from the Detroit area. What's happening? How you feeling tonight, sis? I'm feeling good, good, just loving the topic, just really absorbing it all, learning a lot. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Dion, this is Javay. Javay, this is Dion. Peace, Javay. How are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking. 
Yes, so, uh, yes. Gervais, do you uh, give me some comments or feedback, or do you got a question for us on what you've heard so far? Oh, I've learned a lot. I know, because um, given my background, I have a diverse background when it comes to um, religion. Um, the very first school I went to was an um, Islam school. Um, then I went to public school, but after that, because private schools were better in Detroit, I ended up going to a Catholic school. So I spent mm-hmm. about three years um, in Catholic school going to Mass, going to um, religion class. Then in my family, I have a diverse, <laughs> diverse like, religious spread, so to speak. I have Jehovah Witnesses, um, Baptist, I mean, you name it. And then from that, I also had my own personal study with my own spiritual path, and I've studied a lot of Eastern philosophy um, mm-hmm. as well. So I've, I've been kind of engaged in a lot of different um, thoughts uh, and also just basic, you know, religious concepts. And one mm-hmm. of the things that I kind of came to mind is that I don't belong, I don't belong to a religion um, I practice, and I joke about this, but really, it is what it is. If somebody asks me, well, what is your faith? It's Javaism. That's what I practice. <laughs> absolutely. I love it. Can we get a bomb on that one, Kaya? I absolutely, I think that that was a bomb answer. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we get them on their feet. Yes, yes, and the crowd goes wild. And that's the thing. This whole this whole liberation and freedom movement is what we have to do because the lack of orgasms. I'm always go back to talking about the lack of orgasms because the orgasm is the magic. It's the Magi. Jesus was a Magi. All powerful Magi is right now. All the presidents, they got they got Magi wives working with them. They got high priests working with them. They know the combination. I posted a couple of links of that Order of Mary Magella um, in the chat room. I'm gonna go ahead and repost it. We got a couple of people that just came in um, about these sisters uh, um, that you know that were. You know, they they look at her as a saint. You know, Mary Magdalene, not just marriage, you know what I'm saying, not just not just a virgin Mary, but I don't know why right. they keep calling her a virgin because I know after she had Jesus, I know Joseph was tapping that thing, you know what I'm saying? Oh, she, she was had more tender. children. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had brothers and sisters, you know, get it get it together. So, you know, but um, I really, really am on that real big about how we got to get past that um, that whole shame Peace, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, well, Javay, how what? do you feel about that shame piece of how people try to have it labeled and then you have to, like, curb your conversation and not even be totally honest? Do females like not being totally honest with um, about their sexuality? Well, you know, it's very interesting because on one end you have where you have um, forces that suppress it, but if you turn on the TV, it's glorified. Right. So, you know, you, you get you damn near watch Sesame Street, you're gonna learn something about sex these days. And <laughs> so it's almost like it puts people um in an internal conflict because they're trying to live up to the standards of what's being taught in the pulpit, um, or they're trying to live up to standards that they're taught in their family and then you have just basically free sexuality 
um, that's just broadcasted on TV. So I think a lot of women are in an internal conflict because they don't understand the power that they possess. That they, possess. they don't understand who they are because, God mm-hmm. forbid, if we all woke up and found out who we were, I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. life as we know it would totally be different. So I think that women are probably existing and um, moving throughout this internal conflict of, of who they are and being able to express themselves. So that's why, you know, the um, just like you were saying, um, Dion, how the church, you know, talks so badly about certain things, oh, that's evil, oh, that's bad. But just like you said, it was a patriarchal type um oppression that Mm -hmm. oppressed the feminine energy. But when Mm -hmm. people understand how powerful the feminine energy is and what it's here to do, which is to heal people, I mean, how how can we not have some type of real respect when we push out the babies? The condition of the generations that come is based on the conditions of our youngies. Absolutely. Mm Absolutely, mm-hmm. and how we feel about our yonis. One of the things yeah. that I, one of the things that I have found. I'm sorry. Were you speaking? Were you saying something? No, no. Go ahead. Okay. One of the things that I have found, um, in just talking with some of my sisters, you know, over the years, talking to married women, single women, divorced women, widowed women. One of the things that I have found is that there is a disconnection between the self of the individual woman and their yoni, their mind and their yoni. They don't understand their relationship, you know, and a lot of women make their yonis their garbage receptacles. And so you have women walking around with years of regret and shame about their sexuality, and then when they get to be around my age in their mid-30s or sometimes even younger, then they start developing all types of intrauterine problems and, and, and fibroids and cysts and tumors and all of these other things that are manifestations of how you feel about about her, about your womb, you know, and um, I think that there is a, a terrible disconnect that um, religion exploits um, as it relates to women and how they connect with their sexuality. I posted in a group um, in Facebook um, about how uh, there has to be a reconciliation of the Madonna and the whore. You know, there has to be a reconciliation of the purity and the light and the beauty of the Madonna, who is the upper chakras, you know, of of the woman, and the act and the the very powerful, connected to the earth, sexual orgasmic nature that is also her birthright and is also part and parcel to who she is. That has to be a reconciliation, you know, uh, of those two. And the scriptures talk about in the third uh, chapter of the book of Acts, it talks about Christ being held in the heavenlies until the restitution of all things. And the way that I was raised in church, they were talking about the literal bodily return of the man, Jesus Christ, right? Well, according to the way that I um, understand now, understanding that the Bible, along with most uh, religious texts, um, are, are are beautiful works of poetry and literature, but therein is also the the truth. But it is 
it is shrouded and you have to you have to sweep away all the cultural stuff and get down to the real metaphysical nitty gritty and understanding that Christ consciousness cannot descend or, or cannot uh, manifest rather upon uh, uh, within a woman if there has not been a restitution of all things within her. She has to bring her whore up and she has to bring her Madonna down and in the central uh, battery system of the ethereal body, which is your heart chakra, uh, there has to be that uh, that synthesis of both of those energies, and therein is uh, the goddess uh, released, and that's why that's why women are so emotional they and, and and so prone to move with how they feel because that's how we are made uh, as women housing the feminine energy, but most of us don't understand it, so. You know, we're like a bull in a china shop sometimes in in our emotions. You know, but a woman who has uh, uh, who who has to some degree reconciled within herself her whore. Okay, and I don't mean whore in the sense of you know the 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 negative connotation that um, society puts on it, but the sexual part of it, part of you, the part of you that likes sex, the part of you that when you hear something that that man says or smell that man's cologne or or whatever it is that turns you on and your pussy jump, that part of you, that part of you needs to be absolutely restored and reconciled to, um, you know, that third eye and and, and that crowning glory of, of Christ consciousness in order, you know, in order for, for you to optimize um, the femininity. And that is what, unfortunately, religion robs from women is the ability to make that connection and, it is a very strong woman that can make that connection and still stay religious. That's a very interesting thing. I don't, I can't, I wouldn't be able to because you have to let go of stuff. You can't hold stuff and then say you're free. Bad that's lady, that's the word, uh, Erica Badu. That's what I'm talking about. Let me get my, my, what happened to my applause? Better damn, get the jumping around here. I'm trying to drop some <laughs> bombs, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, miss, I missed about four of them. It's all good. They're hating on me right now. They must want me to bring in a brother. I got some other people on the line. I see y'all calling in. I see out there in Oaktown, Ayana, peace. I see some surprises in the building. What's up, Chappelle? Um, Shamir up there in Detroit, Shavonda, Kimberly, Trusted down there in the Virgin Islands. Uh, I love my, hey, love, love, love the fam and all the love that we're connecting with tonight. Let's keep it popping. Um, got to do a quick recall. Last night, the show we had on last night, Dr. Nardi. Oh, my God, you got to get on that, just period. The doc, uh, symptometry is going to be coming every Tuesday at 8 o'clock. Please be in the building. I think next week we're just going to do, like, straight for the females and vaginal and, and, and just healing the womb. Just do a whole episode with this brother. He says he's healing everything on the planet by by taking care of the root cause. It's bananas. Monday nights we have the Way of the Alchemist, the Alchemist Next Door, and Practical Alchemy. Um, we're having church on Original Native Radio. <laughs> it's just popping off. This is a part of my ministries, God First, Universal Temple Healing Ministries. Please join our Facebook fan page, God First, Universal Temple Healing Ministries. It's on and popping. It ain't nothing like it. And God is first. We ain't doing all this other um, insecurities about, well, I got to stay with this half a man because I don't know what's next. God is your damn husband. He manifested himself through the man that he brought to you. 
If that nigga ain't shit, God can bring you another one. If you sitting there doubting that, then that's what God means when you talking about I'm a jealous God. He was jealous because you forgot about him. I sent you something nice, and now you worshiping the toy more than you worshiping the parent that gave it to you. So we're going to get all that stuff straight on these episodes. That's why Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we're coming out the whole blazing. So we got alchemy on Monday. We got healing on Tuesday. And then we got vagina power only appropriately on Wednesday. That's what it is. But I do want to bring uh, one of my tantric brothers in uh down in down in the in the Gulf area and see what some of his comments are. The calling number is three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine uh four oh nine. Your mic is live. My man Jason, what's happening? Oh come on internet. Why y'all tripping? It's always like that. But it's okay. It it don't matter. We gonna we gonna keep it popping until his mic comes open. I did want to. Um, we had some uh, we had some good conversation going on in the chat room also um, about Jesus coming from that uh, lost house of the tribe of Israel. I think that's Matthew fifteen twenty four something there. He met the woman from the land of Canaan, and he was like, "It's not meat for me to throw my uh, food to dogs." And she was mm-hmm. like, "I still eat from the table. I still eat mm-hmm. from, from from the master mm-hmm. table." And that mm-hmm. tribe that he was talking about, that was the tribe of Judah. So just do your research. Keep digging. Just because you ain't heard, just because you haven't heard of it, doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. You, right. you haven't. You came over here to original Native Radio because you wanted some original food, and we got the buffet wide open tonight. So please keep on hanging in there, tuning in to zoom in. I guess I'm gonna have to resume the conversation while I'm waiting for my. Um, chat to pick back up. This is crazy. Okay, let me go ahead and get okay. back in the motion. Let's just let's just keep it moving. Um, right. but I want to talk about Javay real quick about the aspect of faith, the aspect of having faith in. That's one of the components that we are sorely missing in. And Javay and I had a long conversation about her mission of bringing the mustard seed concept back. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a real healthy component to women and men who are thinking, well, I'm going to go to hell if I start being more open about this conversation, which there's nothing further from the truth than to even think something like that. Uh, right. Uh, Gervais, can you give us a little information about uh, how you got started on that faith path and a little bit about um, those mustard seeds? Yes, yes, yes. Um Basically, it started off, I bought this um, spice rack from Walmart. It has, like, you know, the bay leaves, oregano, all that good stuff on it. And then it had a jar of mustard seeds. And I remember I knew what a mustard seed, actually, that was the first time I saw a mustard seed. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. They're so tiny. And I remember learning about what the mustard seed is. And when you look at, in the Bible, Matthew seventeen twenty, which is a very popular um, mm-hmm. verse of um, um, Christian faith, the Christian faith is, um, he believed, no, I'm sorry, he replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have the faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing mm-hmm. will be impossible for you. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so deep, and I was going through a rough time in my life. So I put the whole jar of mustard seeds in my purse. So I walked, I walked around with this jar of mustard seeds for 
um, almost six months because mm. I needed a visual cue to give me a reminder that I have the faith of a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. Well, recently it got a little deeper because a lot of times, sometimes um, we may limit ourselves to just one Bible verse that we mm-hmm. identify with it and everything. So I was like, well, wait a minute. Well, let me go back a couple of verses to see what was said. What was the precursor that led up to Jesus saying this? So um, I was doing some research because I was preparing a speech, and um, I came upon this, and it, it just, I, I'm sorry, I just cracked up laughing because it was so deep because it really painted a different um, picture and made Matthew 17, 20 much more powerful. And mm-hmm. it says in Matthew uh, 14, which Kair uh, had talked about previously, but if you don't mind, I'll read it real quick. Um, it says, when they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I mm-hmm. brought him to your disciples, but mm-hmm. they could not heal him. Mm-hmm. Then on to verse seven, um, 17, it says, You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus mm-hmm. replied, Mm-hmm. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring mm-hmm. the boy to me. Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of the boy, and he was healed at that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, Why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, Because you have so little faith. Truly I tell you, <laughs> if you have the faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So I said, oh, Jesus was a gangster. He really came with it. He was yes. saying, you unbelieving and perverse generation. Like, how long have I been showing y'all? I've been told y'all. How long do I have to put up with this? For real? Right. And I said, Jesus was all cold. You know, he, he told him. But one of the things that I learned in my experiences in dealing with um, going to church and everything else is that a lot of times I felt like, the pastors didn't teach that I can maybe perform miracles like Jesus did. We didn't learn that. We learned that we had to depend on something outside of ourselves, that we didn't have this power. But to me, the way that I interpret it is that if you have just a little bit of faith that I'm capable of, say, casting a demon out of a child or casting seizures out of a child. Right. And that made that verse that much deeper for me in relation to who I am as a person, what I'm capable of, what my calling and purpose is, and how I'm going to share that with the world. And one of the things, and I mean, no, and you're absolutely, I mean, you're absolutely right. And the the one thing that I loved um, about that particular text is that um, having the faith, it's not the size of the mustard seed. You have to understand um, different translations and everything. But basically, if you have the faith of as of a mustard seed, so therefore you have to understand what the mustard seed is. The mustard seed is a teeny, 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 small little fleck of a seed that grows into a huge bush that birds can nest in. Okay? If you have that faith, the faith that even with the little bit 
of of truth that you may have or the the little bit of faith that you have that it is going to blossom into something much bigger than yourself. So this is not about faith in order to do something for me. It's not about a selfish thing. This is the faith that I'm going to exceed my borders, that I'm going to do greater works and that I will become something that that what lies within me is more than what you see right now. You understand what I'm saying? So it's yeah. it's a it's a it's a multiplication. It's it's the exponential component of faith that multiplies against itself again and again and again. If you want to think of it in in universal or, or uh, uh, other terms, you know, in sacred geometry, you know, you have the the, the Fibonacci uh, spiral. You know what they call the golden mean. When you see the Nautilus, and with every time it goes around, the radius is bigger and bigger and bigger. This is what the mustard seed faith is about. You understand? And so many people get stuck with just having little faith. So that was the apostles' problem. That was Jesus' problem with them, is that they was happy with little faith and never sought to sow that little faith to make it become a big manifestation. Mm. Wow, yes, absolutely. There that it was is. His, so, that, was, um, that was it. That was his you issue. have a uh, website where you said, I ain't going to just talk about it. I'm going to offer some solutions, and that's what we do around Original Native Radio. Uh, Dion started a, um, you know, her own uh, personal consultation and coaching at become-you.com. Right, become you. You also have a site as well, um, being a, um, a motivational speaker, as well as you have the mustard seeds. So people can, like, have the reminder and it be a conversational piece. Can you give out the website and how people can get those? Yes, yes. So thank you very much. The website is www.seednecklace.com, and that's S-E-E-D-N-E-C-K-L-A-C-E.com. Appreciate it. And they can actually buy and purchase um, mustard seed necklaces that – they get wear. Um, I have three different kinds, a silver tone chain, oh, a leather chain, and a velvet chain. Right. And Coach Kyle will be rocking his hopefully within the next week or so. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> We're gonna, cause I, I mean, I have a, I have a mustard seed, but when I saw the bottle, I mean, that's a bottle of mustard seeds. I was like, damn, she got faith on steroids. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what I want to call it is faith on steroids because, Sometimes the shame, because, man, I got to be straight up. Some of the best pussy I have had has been from the Christian freaks. I ain't bullshit. Mm-hmm. And when I left the church, like, I still believed in Jesus. And I was, you know what I'm saying, I didn't know that when he said amen, he was talking about the god Amen Ra from ancient Egypt where he went to elementary school at, you know. And so I think, and, and not saying that, you know, the conscious sisters or Muslim sisters didn't have no good coochie, but them Christians seem like they have been holding up for months and months and months. And I might have, <laughs> well, I might that's have been what had been happening. That's what was happening. Yeah, and, I, you know, here they come and say, well, we got this thug here who can keep his mouth shut. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought I was going to have to come in there, you know, and be kind of romantic and all that. And it every time turned into a all-out freak fest. Every yeah. time. Every time. I mean, like. Oh Jesus! I, I, that this, goes this, back to 
that goes back to what I was talking about, um, you know, earlier. You know, you have these women who um, are, 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 they're told to be, because they're getting conflicting messages. I know, um, what's your name again, baby? I'm sorry, I'm terrible with names. Please don't get offended. What's your name? Gervais. 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 Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. So it's just like Gervais said, you know, with the conflicting messages, you know, in the in the media and everything, they, they get, you know, that naked is okay and sex sells, but in the church is don't do it, don't do it. But within the church itself, there are conflicting messages. Mm. You know, there Hold are that conflicting point right messages. Hold that point right there for a second. I want to let everybody know in the in the chat, if you're listening on the computer, the stream is going to stop in in like four minutes. So you need to call in to catch the after party, 347-205-9089. The chat will stop and the live stream will stop on the Internet in four minutes. So the only way you can listen is to tune in on the after party. All right? All right. Go ahead. I mean, you got to tune in for the after party by telephone. So call in now. Don't wait. And then it get real juicy. And you'll be like, on, what she say? What do you say? I'll <laughs> oh, come on and get in on now. Please continue. So what I was talking about was the the conflicting messages within the church. Um, because if if I could let me speak from my own experience, okay? I don't want to give you hypotheticals, but I can give you actual scenarios. Um, as a young as a young female preacher, um, there is a certain uh, a certain allure that. Um, uh, a lot of a lot of female preachers have with men in the pulpit because it's still somewhat of a fascination to see a woman that can tear the house down, you know, um, and and that can bring the thunder, you know, and and you know they say you preach like a man or or you preach hard like a man or, or whatever the case is. It's like it's a boys' club. It really is. It's like politics or business. It's a boys' club, and there is a glass ceiling. It's just a stained glass ceiling. And so, um, you know, a lot of times I know um, there was more than one occasion where I had to uh, actually check, you know, my host um, because, you know, niggas was getting out of pocket, you know, and, and just coming on real strong and and because that's the way the game is played, you know, it felt like they could say whatever they wanted to say to me or make whatever pass at me or, or whatever the case is because it's a voice club. And so, you know, the feminist movement has not made it to the church. <laughs> you know, it's just now starting to get there. And, um, you know, there's always a mistress, and everybody knows who the mistress is. There's always, you know, oh, well, she just got on that platform as a preacher because she's sleeping with the bishop. Or, you know, there's pew groupies. I mean, it's 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 like any other, you know, it's like I said, it's like religion. It's like the music industry. I mean, it's like business and politics. It's like the music industry. It It, it has the same vices because these things that we consider vices and these things that we consider, re- to, you know, that are sinful, that need to be repressed, is actually the one thing that we really need to be teaching on and empowering people about so that we can get this thing popping in the direction that it really needs to go, you know, and and free up some of these women to go be, you know, the juicy, sexy, attractive, sensual, magnetic goddesses that they are meant to be. They live in these dry lives and spending their whole life in church. Mm. 
<laughs> at the promise of some preacher man, and not all of them, but there are those who prey on women like that, on single women, and they get their hopes up and they tell them, oh, I'm going to make you my wife, you're going to be my first lady, we're going to do ministry together, whatever, whatever, I really see God using you, all of this stuff just to get in their panties, have mm. a nice affair with them, and then marry the good girl because she's really the one who she got a good head on her shoulders. And that's really and she got good credit. And she got good credit, so I'm going to marry her. But I'm going to keep fucking you over here. And to sate you and to keep you quiet, I'm going to put you on an auxiliary. I'm going to make you a minister or an elder or put you over the, the deaconesses or whatever. And that's how women get caught up in church. And that's how their sexuality gets all confused. And that's and and that's why they say they can't find no husband because they fall in love with the pastor. I'm sorry, they fall in love with the pastor, you know. Um, and 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 you know they they getting fed the bullshit, and their sexuality is being manipulated. It's just being manipulated like a puppet. Because the one thing that they're not being told is that your yoni, you are sitting on the gateway to everything. You know, and that is where you need to focus your energy. And it doesn't mean being hypersexual. I think when people hear words like tantra and, and free, you know, free sexuality and all of these other things, they think they have in their mind this preconceived notion of, oh, we just out fucking everybody. Oh, just, oh, you, you have some, oh, you can get some pussy. You know, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, I see you. I want to fuck you. We fucking, it don't mean nothing. That's not what this is about. We're talking about placing our greatest source of power in its proper context so that the whole machine can function properly. You know, bringing bringing your sexuality up from the back burner. You're not dirty because your pussy get wet. You're not dirty because, you know, because you have a wet drink. You're not dirty because your body reacts to a handsome man. You know, that's not dirty. That just means your body like, you know, that body. <laughs> and that's all it means, you know. And I think... Part of what Become You is about is teaching people, um, and actually creative intimacy is the is the leg of Become You that um, I created to, the vehicle I created to teach people, you know, um, that it is okay to embrace your sexuality, and it is, it does make you spiritual, and that is what makes you holy. And, you know, understanding that, yes, women, your orgasm, your orgasm is what will sanctify your husband. A lot of times the women are the ones that go first. You know, um, in a lot of cultures the goddess was first. Before there was a, a, a god, there was a goddess. And so, you know, the, the, a lot of times the women go first, spiritually speaking. And, you know, so they we have to bring sometimes our men along, especially in the African-American community, um, because of longstanding, you know, issues that lie dormant within the male psyche and all that other stuff. But it is the baptism of your waters. It is him being fully entrenched in who you are, your essence as a woman, that orgasm. You know what I'm saying? Um, that is, in fact, that 
you know, initiation, and that's how he is brought into the sacred realm, and that is where your sphere of influence lies. That's why everybody hates the girl that gets all the boys. They hate her. They call her a whore. Why? Because she's using her power and they're not. Mm. And, you know, we have to teach our young girls. um, We have to teach them in context. I have two teenage daughters. I make it a priority to sit down and talk with them about their bodies, how they feel about their bodies, what's going on with their bodies. I talk to them about orgasms. Orgasm is not a nasty word in my house. Vagina and penis and all of that is not a nasty word in my house. You know, you have to create the atmosphere for the younger children so that they can come and and so you can have those conversations so they don't grow into sexually repressed women. (laughs) You know? I know that's right. Oh, man. And, and, woo. (laughs) We're going to cover a lot of ground tonight. We're going to cover a lot of ground tonight. And I'm just like crazy that it's out in the open. I'm doing all I can to get this damn chat to get this uh to get these get to get some of these to get these lines back open so I can um open up the channel because I know my man Jason was on down in Houston and it was like as soon as I saw it, my internet just started bugging out. So mm-hmm. and it's still bugging. It's still so, it's all good. It's all good because this is still a hot one. I just can't get to my sound effects. You know, I don't want to drop some bombs and whatnot, and oh, yeah. I can't drop them. So. <laughs> it is okay. There's some bomb dropping in the building tonight. Um, well, I, what I want to also do is tell them a little bit about your um, your fan page, uh, Creative Intimacy, on Facebook, um, Dion. Okay, um, creative intimacy, and the way that it is spelled is K-R-8-V space, the letter N, the number 2, the word me, and the letter C. The reason I did that was A, just to be creative and to be catchy and and I don't know be an eye catcher, but more than that, the N to me C part is um, the part that I really wanted to focus on because that's all intimacy is. Intimacy, um, if I'm sharing an intimate moment with you, I am actually, we are actually sharing space. And so I see myself within you and you see yourself within me and we are actually one with each other in that intimate moment. And I think that a lot of um, a lot of people uh, don't know about the creative aspect of uh sexual energy and and the sexual experience, and they don't understand how um, they can use that energy to create and to manifest um, in their lives, and that it doesn't necessarily mean that you're that the only way you can do that is through sex with a partner, but also understanding your own orgasmic nature. And so the Creative Intimacy page on Facebook is dedicated to that. I post videos. I write poetry. I might post a picture or some informative information. I just posted a link not too long ago about uh, the different types of female orgasms, you know, and about how women should learn how to squirt, you know. Women, women should absolutely there is there is a freedom and there is an elevation in consciousness that takes place once you allow those rivers to break and those floodgates 
to open. Um, there's something that happens within you energetically. Um, and there's, you know, there's that's the one thing no man that I've met can can resist that in a woman. That is that is always something to open up your relationships. Uh it it, it allows for more intimacy because you have to be completely let go. You know, you have to be completely available when uh in order for that to, to, to occur um within your body and um understanding the spiritual aspects of of everything, you know, because you know, as I stated earlier in order for us to attain this Christ consciousness, this elevation, this ascension that we're all talking about, um, there has to be a restitution of all things. So it's about getting all the chakras working, all of them within their proper context and within their proper sphere so that the whole machine is aligned. And that also includes your sexual and orgasmic energy. And um, it's the best feeling in the world and it's, you know, simply put, if you meditate and you need to visualize something, it's the best feeling in the world to visualize <laughs> with, and you'll be surprised how quickly things start to manifest when you make it a habit, you know. You mm. make it a ha- habit to do those orgasmic meditations and do your vis- visualizations and stuff will just start coming to you. And you're like, wow, it really works. It works better than praying and fasting all night. <laughs> that shit don't work. <laughs> don't tell them that prayer and fasting don't work. It just don't work as fast as that orgasm. Let me let me let me clarify. The way that it is taught that instead of actually doing something, you should resort to having a one sided conversation. That doesn't work. You know, that if you are your prayers. You know, your prayers, not from the place of need, not from the place of just running down your list of wants and desires to God. This is what I want you to do. Amen. And I'm closing the door, and that's it. I'm not going to sit and listen. But when I talk about, when I said that, I meant in the con, you know, in, in the context of, of begging, you know, begging. And, and, and m- most people who, when they fast, they abstain from food, and the one thing that rises up is that sexual energy because your body don't give a fuck that you're not eating. <laughs> your, your, pussy don't, your pussy don't give a damn. I don't care that you're not eating. I'm not saying that fasting doesn't work for spiritual purposes, but as far as shutting down your sexual nature, it, you can't pray it away. You can't mm. fast away your sexual self. You can't. Mm. So you have to educate yourself about it and put yourself, put it in the proper context so that you can go on and be happy. Stop beating yourself up, rub one out, and and have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what about somebody listening who is a new female in the church or maybe even a new male? and? They are under the auspicious of um, not sex. I can't do it. I gotta suppress it. These desires. It must be something wrong with me. Um, what are some of the tips, tools, and techniques that mm. that you would um, prescribe or suggest to them to, you know, um, help give them some some relief 
and get up, get out from up under the blame and the shame? Wow, um, that's a very interesting question. Honestly, um, there's a part of me that would just say, you know, just run. Run as fast as you can. Run, run, run. Go try something else. Don't try that. You know, and there's a part of me that would say that, but that's just, you know, we're not going to pay any attention to that because that doesn't make any sense. That That's not the right thing to do. Um, I think the right thing to do for a new convert because they've already chosen Christianity either because they've just had some great tragedy in their lives or their lives are falling apart and they feel like they need a safety net. Those are the only two reasons why a person comes to Jesus. Okay? A person only comes to Jesus. <laughs> you got quiet over me. A person only comes to Jesus if their life is falling apart or, um, you know, if 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 they've they've been shamed into coming back, you know, like what people tried to do with me when I left the church and people started finding out, oh, you know, this is where you're supposed to be and what about all those people whose destinies were tied to you and all that other stuff. So, you know, they they come to church already with that on them. Um, I would say don't ever, ever relinquish your right to think for yourself and to ask questions. Question everything. If it doesn't make sense to you, ask a question until you get an answer. And if you can't get an answer, find one for yourself. That's exactly what I would say. Mm. That's exactly what I would say. You heard it here first. At Original Native Radio, uh, that's, that's what it is. Don't run. Because you're going to find it somewhere else. Because this wasn't exactly. a night of bashing Christianity. Because the same thing happens. We could just replace the word church with synagogue or mosque mm-hmm. or whatever. It's all over the place. This this was a show about freedom. And a lot of people did. I, another reason I wanted to do the show, too, um, as an astrologist, I've been doing a lot of readings on people's charts and finding that they are missing the boat on some big blessings that are Mm -hmm. coming forth for them right now when maybe they could use just a little boost of sensuality. I ain't talking Mm -hmm. about they got to go out in the street and have sex with ten men, but Mm -hmm. uh, what you don't know can can make you miss a whole lot of money, too. It can make you tear up your relationships and all of that. So I want to definitely extend the invitation. If anybody needs to get a astrological reading, Mercury retrograde is getting ready to come up. A lot of people panic when that goes wrong and they start running, you know, to to the church or the pastor and he don't he doesn't have, you know, the type of answer, you know, that's going to fit uh what you're looking for. So the the best thing I can tell you is please try to, you know, um One moment. Thank you. Please try to get in contact with me, and let's see if we can take that birthday and figure out something that's going to be more reliable, you know, something that's going to be more actually give you dates of when to move, what kind of moves to be making. And, you know, that's the first part of unlocking it. They got you locked up in the sexual aspect, so then you start saying, well, well, the astrology must not be any good. But they usually 
baby Jesus. You know, these guys follow the star to go see this dude on his birthday. And you think it's a coincidence that it's the 25th, which is three days after the winter solstice or four days after the winter solstice? Well, yeah, the solstice starts on the 22nd, which is Capricorn, a cardinal sign, and the Jesus rose after three days. And those yep. three days, the 25th, Second, twenty third, and twenty fourth, the sun seems like it doesn't move. The, the distance, right. the the distance between day and night are the same on the planet. And then after the after Christmas, it starts to become the days start to become longer, getting move, moving back towards summer. And this Christmas, Big Jesus brought us a big present, and a lot of people are not aware of it. With the planet Jupiter going direct in Taurus, this only happens every twelve years. And there's a lot of big opportunities out here for people. and But it's a high energy. And if you got your head down facing the ground, you could miss it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who got 12 years to wait to Mm-mm. come back around for another opportunity? Dion, do you have 12 years to wait to come back around? Oh, my God. No, no, not even. I don't know. Absolutely. Like, That's not even like, an option. Uh, uh, Gervais, do you have 12 years that you want to wait? Well, I no, think she was. I don't. No, I'm here. I don't. I have my phone oh, okay. on mute. Okay, thank <laughs> no. you. Yeah, so, yeah, we don't have time to be playing around. And and the other thing is the relationships. I was yeah. talking to say earlier today that what we're laying down right now is wet cement. So if you're unsure about these relationships and the energy that you possess, and you're not yeah. really sure about yourself, just because you're a cancer, you may not do relationships like a cancer. Gervais a Leo, and she does relationships like an Aquarius. She saw, and, and and then when we started talking about the qualities of it, she started realizing like, wow, now she can share that information with somebody and make sure she's not fooling herself. We can also right. look at spiritual destiny. We can look at um, your personality and and be able to resolve a lot of those conflicts. So I'm definitely encouraging anyone who uh, has thought about trying it or just you know hasn't got around to it yet. Give me a text. Uh, three three six five eight seven twelve fifteen, or you can send me an email, Coach Kair at Gmail, K H A Y R, Coach Kair at Gmail, or hit me at Kair Love on Facebook, K H A Y R. Hit me on the inbox, and we can take care of that because we can't keep walking around in the dark, man. You think two thousand twelve is just coming around for nothing? Mm-mm. This is a time. This is a great and dreadful day of the Lord, as they say in the Bible. It's Absolutely. great if you know what time it is, and it's dreadful if you don't. Absolutely. And you don't. You know, we here, man. We are part of this prophecy. So, and and it is about us coming into our own, realizing our sexual energy, which is the strongest energy on the planet. It's not about suppressing it. So whether you're in the church or whether you're in the synagogue or the mosque or wherever. Now, we're not out here advocating you just start getting your nymphomaniac on, but I I, I just recommend the honesty. If you are a closet mm-hmm. nymphomaniac, tell somebody. Tell mm-hmm. somebody so you can do something about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Use some honesty. You might run into another nymphomaniac, and y'all might can have some fun together. And get that stress off because the more you suppress your sexuality, it's going to come up two ways, in violence or in some type of neurosis. It's going to start messing with your nervous system. And you're going to start having some health issues and some health problems. Um, Don't think that you can just masturbate and say that you're still celibate. Stop drinking. Cut that out. You know, you abstaining. 
Stop uh, stop thinking that because I ain't having sex, I'm celibate. No, you ain't. You being abstinent. And, and, and when you listen to that guy on the phone or you listen to that girl on the phone talk about what she want to do with you and you can visualize that thought come across your frontal lobe in your brain, you are engaged in the act of intercourse. Don't worry. Oh, hey, it wasn't physical. Yeah, whatever. It happens in the mind first. Your pussy getting wet and your dick getting hard starts in the mind first. Jesus knew this. Absolutely. So, so don't front. <laughs> don't front. So, yeah, that's you know, the one thing that I absolutely. That's the one. That's the one problem is the fronting. I, I, I think if I if I say anything tonight, it was that the fronting. I can't take the fronting. Don't front about it. Mm. I decided to stop fronting. I decided to stop faking. You know what I'm saying? And learn to love myself and appreciate myself for who I am. I can't get in the heaven fronting. Can't get in the heaven fronting. Wow. Wow. My phone, my battery just let me know that it needs some 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 energy <laughs> on my cell phone. Uh, my cell phone is about to die, and I don't want it to die in the middle of our conversation. Well, I'm over eating some of the best popcorn in the world. I'm not going to fuck them, but they're not paying me. But mine, too. And I got to figure out what's going on over here with my Internet connection. So, Dion, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight on the Original Native Radio and the Vagina Power, Alexis K. Tyler, Hour of Power. Really been two hours and some change of power. Yeah. I've learned a lot. I had a lot of fun. Thank you, Gervais, for coming on. Yes, thank Um, you. Absolutely. Get your mustard seeds on steroids, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, we will also be having a show tomorrow night with Dr. Arlene Bay on the holy orgasm. That's mm. right. It ain't over. It ain't oh, over. yeah, because it is sacred. We're talking it about the sacred. holy orgasm tomorrow. If you don't know who Dr. Yeah. Arlene Bay, A-L-I-M-B-E-Y, YouTube or wherever. But tomorrow is going down. I think it may be 8 or 9 o'clock. So we're going to see y'all tomorrow. Uh, give them your website again, Dion. The website is uh, www.become-theletteru.com. Go on there today, see what see what we're about. Hit me up on Facebook, on Twitter. All the links are there. YouTube videos, contact form, it's all there. I'd love to hear from you. I can't wait to hear from you. That's what's up. All right. Thank you for joining us. As Russell Simmons will say, God bless and good night. Peace. <laughs> good night. Peace. Good night. Peace. Thank you, Jave. Peace.